Estado de Zacatecas, como te recuerdo por donde yo voy. Hi guys, welcome back to a new episode. This is your host, Diana. And this is your co-host, Cynthia. And this is Chingona Talk About It. <laughs> I feel like I've been doing it a lot. Yeah. How are you, hermana? Good. How are you? I have to ask you now. So oh my God, tell me why. Like, you look very nice. You look very nice as well. Are we going to go out? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but I love, I love when Cynthia puts her hair like that. Yeah, she likes this. She did it once for New Year's Eve, and I was like, Keep it, keep it going. Keep that flow. Thank you, sister. Let me drop in some more. Yeah, my mom bad, my bad. Um, so we're kind of matching shirt styles without even planning it. She she got to my house one second ago. I got to her house one second ago. There's a lot of traffic. I don't know what the fuck is going on over here in the south side. I know there's shit going on in the north side. Like there's a lot of like, um, American fest. Uh, the German Fest. Do you remember the German Fest? When I was there in the rancho with you? Yeah, for real. And when I mean the rancho, I mean north side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? Lincoln? The German Fest, bro? But what is it? Where? What is it called? Uh, Lincoln Fest and shit. I don't know. No, is it Lincoln? The German American Fest. No, I know. Mami, yo estoy hablando del neighborhood. ¿Cómo se llama? Um, Lincoln Square. Lincoln Square. Lincoln Square. If you guys know, you know. Um, Lincoln Square is always, always uh, popping with the German Fest. Um, the German Fest low-key be popping. Like, that beer is actually really good, and yeah. I don't fuck with beer. It's, 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 it's good. good. Yeah, well, I remember we tried it there, and then me and Louis kept on buying it. Like, Yeah, Cuñado likes it, right? Because mm-hmm. he loves beer. Yeah, low-key shout-out to my Cuñado. Um, yeah, so I just got here. I was driving with Bentley. If you guys saw the last episode, you guys met Bentley Figueroa. Bentley Figueroa is growing by the minute, Yeah. and he doesn't want to stay still. Like, legit, a baby. Like, I had put him in my lap. I was, like, fucking down Lake Shore Drive, and I was had... Bentley in my lap, and um, he just was crying. He could not stay still, and I, I think I was going to die. Yeah? I was going to crash. A little dramatic. <laughs> super dramatic, but honestly, like, I just, I couldn't, like, you know, like, he was like. Juggle everything at once. Makes, you know, I'm not in the and shit, like, you know. Yo me, me boto a la verga, because, like, <laughs> I cannot multitask. Yeah, and uh, low-key, I was thinking about that, like, um, since they can't multitask, but I was, like, driving, and, and like, there's l- a lot of traffic people I'm going to the south side. Yeah, but how could... I don't know if it's, like, the fucking car meets, the fucking 15 de septiembre van a empezar todo el puto mes. Have you seen that shit, bro? No. Let's, let's jump into that shit. Like, have you seen that shit? No, que pedo. Wey, acá en tu, acá en tu barrio, que las de pinches trocas del año. Y no salgo, nomás aquí, de la oh, Pershing guys. a la Ogden, and that's it. Guys, <laughs> inviten a mi hermana a salir para que pueda... Todas las, las flags Like, if y'all need your groceries done, hit me up. I'll fucking do that. I am fucking dead. No, <laughs> but, like, there's, you know, it's um the Mexican Indep- Independence Day. Mm-hmm. The 15, right? So, todo el pinche mes. Agarran todo el año en shit. Yeah. Pero este mes estrenan que la pinche patria. Pues yo llevo 32 años con el nopal en la frente. I'm dead. <laughs> Wait, yo, wey. Yo ahorita los traigo aquí. Um, but, yeah, I've seen a lot of trucks, like, you know, uh, dando la vuelta and puro pinche party and shit. Okay, okay. Y'all be careful out there because some motherfuckers, like, swear, like... Aprovechan. Se aprovechan y they be doing the most y luego ya quedamos mal pichos paisas and shit. Right? Yeah, it's always the paisas' fault. Yeah, it's always the paisas' fault. So just because some paisas are dumb doesn't mean we're all dumb. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> but how was your week? It was good. It, it went by fast. It flew. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do? Nada. <laughs> really? <laughs> it work. No, you, you've been posting some stuff on creation, so what's up? Tell them. Well, I told you I came back to work. Fucking caught mad coming uh, after me. Que your bill is doing so-and-so days. Don't tell me when my b- my bill's due. I'm going to pay Getting it when I feel shit? like I need to pay it. Ya que te llega el papel rojo, ¿no? Yeah. Dead. Te lo juro que nunca en mi vida he visto ese papel rojo. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're not. You want to talk about it? No. Um, let's just say the north side is expensive. <laughs> Guys, subscribe. <laughs> I'm dead. So Support, support. Guys, apoyen a las plebadas aquí. Um, the, the week did go by fast, but it was like low key, like Monday was Tuesday, but Tuesday felt like Monday. So oh, that's right. We had a short week. Yeah, we had a short week, but oh, low key yeah. it was like long. At least for me, it felt long. No wonder if it flew by. Yeah. Um, how's your morning routine? You still have like a lot of shit to do or now that creations is back in the table, like full on. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a lot to do. That's why my, 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 my fitness journey. <laughs> Um, has to start that early. But so what um, time do you wake up? Tell, tell the the people what time you wake up. Um, if you guys need anything, I am available after four forty five a.m. Bro, te levantas a esa hora? Te lo juro por Dios. No mames, pero por qué? Mira, déjate enseñar mi alarma no porque. Wey, pero por qué sufres? Te siento wey. que no me crees. No, wey, pero por qué sufres? 
Um, cosas buenas. Es que me encanta la comida, güey. No, a mí también, güey. ¿Sabes? ¿Sabes? No mames. Te lo juro. Y a las nice. 6.45... A las 6.45 de la mañana tengo que estar de regreso porque that's bus comes at uh, 6.55. Todavía está llegando a las 6.45. A, 6, a las 6.55 llega. So that's why I have two alarms. ¿Tú tienes un teléfono del bus driver para decir que se, que se tome su tiempo? For real though. <laughs> that's why I have, I have bus driver's numbers. I have uh, two alarms. That's why I wake up at, at 4.45, I go to the gym, and at 6.45 I have to be out the gym. So sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like in my own world, like, like you know, gains, gains, gains. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's shit, uh, some, it's 6.45 and the gym is five minutes. Por aquí, por aquí. Yeah. So that's why it's like I know that I'll make it if I leave the gym at 6:45, I'll make it on time. And you've mentioned that once you get to the gym, the hard part is waking up, right? Yes. Once you get to the gym, yeah, you're in your mode, yeah, yeah. like suicide. I don't want to leave. You don't want to leave, right? That's yeah. that's the legit the thing. Like the hardest part is waking up and getting to the gym. Ya que estás ahí, estás en ambiente, you're listening to I don't know, chicos, talk about it. Eh, uh, yeah. Uh, Sisma. Sisma. Um, what else do you listen to? Um, I listen to the podcast. Yeah, we're not playing. No, I actually do, but it's just like it's music that I would normally not listen to. Remember, I always ask you for your playlist. Yeah, like, it just randomly shuffles. It does. It, it randomly randomly does shuffle Daily because mix of shit. what I've listened to. But um, my gym uh, playlist, if it's not like a new episode, like this week, I listened to um, Con Puros Compas. Yeah. Um, their new um episode with um Edby. Edby is that how you Edby say his Lechuga. name? Yeah, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but Edby. yeah, yeah, funny as hell. Like he reminds us of he reminds me of us like always cursing every two point three seconds. Um, uh, by the way, yes, my nephew, yes, uh, told me that he can no longer watch our videos. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, what happened? We cursed too much. He said that. Yeah. Damn, Liam called us out. No, not Liam. Who? Um, Andrew. No, Jaden. Jaden from Michelle. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit! Remember, it was so cute. Remember, we pulled he up to the ranch, us, and he had it on, on his mom's phone. Yeah, <gasps> we pulled up to my parents' ranch, and um, he Not was me there. My nephews. Yeah, for real. Um, he was there, and he like he's like, I watched you guys, and he pulled us up, yeah. right? And then, um, pero ya no. Que te mandó mensaje? No, el el party de Michelle. Oh, te, oh, te me dijo. Oh. Me dijo que yeah. He's like, remember I watched you guys? And I'm like, yeah, thank you so much. He's like, I'm not watching you guys anymore. Damn. And I'm like, why? What happened? Lost someone. And he's like, yeah. He's like, um, so you guys curse too it. much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true, though. That's true, though. Shout, know, out to, I, shout out to Jaden. Jaden, you um, did the right thing, homie. Josiah. So I, you know, I apologize to him. I told him to, to put us on his uh, TVs in every room in his house, but put us on mute. You know what I Pero do? Pero como que no le gustó mm -hmm. la, la idea. You know, sometimes I do at work because um, I, I can't really watch us. or I, I can hear us, but like I like to watch us because I'm so dumb. I love watching myself. I love myself so much. I put the caption on. And oh. then even in English, you can't understand what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> it's like blah, 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 gibberish and shit. And it's just like, yes. But no, yeah. Um, shout out to Jaden because honestly, um, every time I edit the video and it says for kids, it's not for kids. Yeah. Es familiar el canal, though. Yeah, it is familiar. Lo, lo escucha la familia y lo ve. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Guys, um, this week was definitely short. Um, work went by really fast. There was like a bunch of bullshit. Um, at work, I feel like los lo, lo plebada se, se estrena. Se amontonó. Se amontonó los viernes, güey, se loca. They tag team on you? Um, yeah, but my kids know better. Like, uh, I got a lot of like cool feedback. Um, they said I look really young. That a lot of my freshmen don't know that I'm a teacher. Um, that I'm not 15 years old. I'm a whole 28 year old woman. Um, so I like the fact that these kids are like, you don't look like a teacher or like you don't look old. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't look like I'm supposed to look. Well, they always tell me that I don't look like I have a 14 year old. You don't. You fucking look like you don't have a fucking 14 year old. Julie does like your sister. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Get the Thomas. <laughs> um, stop commenting stupid shit on my fucking pictures, bro. I'm gonna call you out. Oh, uh, this shit was hilarious. I bro. waited. I waited for that moment, guys. If you guys know my sister comments on my pictures, and she fucking be leaving me like a whole lyrics and songs and all yeah. that bullshit. It was actually from a TikTok. Yeah, I didn't. And understand. I was I was supposed to send it individually, but I didn't have time, bro. Bro, you have a fucking lot of time because yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like, maybe it's a song. Yeah, no, it was and a TikTok. I, yeah, and then you sent me a TikTok, and I'm like, oh, okay. That and uh, Julie knew I was going to do it, and when she saw that I did it, she's like, you did it. 
Like, I will. You did it. All right. Oh, my <laughs> God. Can we just talk Speak, about... Um, if you guys know uh, Blue's Clues, if you guys watched it when you were, like, fucking morrillos, Steve came back. Yeah. I told my kids. Yeah. They didn't care. What'd they say? Because, I, like, it was a thing w- that I had with them that I... Every time that we would go check the mail... Yeah. I would, like, legit sing. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Yeah, but even even though even if it was from Comet, I still sang that. Definitely, so yeah, that's just that's the shit, bro. So I told um I told the kids and like they looked at me like okay like what's the news? Yeah, I swear. But it's okay because it's like Steve was talking to people born before 1997. I saw that. So if you were born after 1997, disregard so the message. That message was not for you. No, disregard. There's another message coming for you. I don't know when. Yeah, bro, I saw that and I was at work and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, Steve, like he's talking to me. Like, I swear to God, I was like, "Okay, let me." Like, did you cry bro, though? I swear to God, I did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I was at work. And I mean, like, it, it's expected for me to cry all the time, <laughs> but but did you like reevaluate your life and you're like, look at everything you have done, and then like you get like did a movie play in your head and be like, "Qué he hecho." Desde que dejé verte a ti, ¿qué he hecho? Did you ever, did you do that? I did do that. And then I had a 16-year-old screaming at me, telling me, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because I had to take him to the dean's office. Um, yes. No, I did. It was so, it was like sad. But you know what it was too? It was a closure. Yeah. Did you think about that? Um, I didn't see it as a closure. I think because it's like, like, I stopped watching TV. <laughs> so I think. Did you ever realize when he left? No, I started like realizing after like a while. I'm like, ¿Y este wey quién es? Like, ¿Qué le pasaría a Steve? Yeah, ¿Estará bien? Yeah, exactly. But it was just like, like it didn't ring a bell right away. Yeah. Um, I mean, he said that he went off to college and I looked up his age. I always look up people's ages. Is that weird? Yeah. Okay. No, so, um, so he's a whole 47 year old man. 47 year old man. ¿Qué crees que fue a hacer? Was su vida, güey? No mames. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, he said he went to college. Yeah, he went to college. I saw that. Of, it's like to a certain point when you can't be in like Disney Channel or like Nickelodeon. Like you reach your fucking limit. Yeah, like uh, onto the next chapter in your life. Yeah. I admire him maintaining the same weight, though. He did maintain the same weight, huh? Yeah. Me, my fitness journey and shit, and look at me, huh? Steve, we gotta talk. But thank you so much for the message because honestly, like it touched a lot of people because. The whole week I kept seeing memes and then just post about it. Some funny, some not. Like Steve told me I'm doing good, so y'all, all of y'all. Um, if y'all don't like me, I was like, <laughs> um, like this song. Oh, see, see, see. Right. Um, no, but that was Loki. That was badass. That was badass that Steve did that shit. Shout out to Steve. Steve, respect, respect. Mm-hmm. We needed that shit. We needed to fucking humble, humble some people down. True, true, true. Um, but yes, and birthday shout outs. Of course. Guys. Well, I just found this out, by the way. Guys, when I say comment your birthdays, please comment your birthdays. Like, we really want to give you guys a shout out. So, vamos a regañar a Raul Perez. Porque, Bardo. Yes, because it was your birthday, homie. You didn't say shit until you posted something. Like, how are you going to post something? Yeah. Was like, like what's the issue? Like, like, is this personal? Like, that we were friends. Yeah. So, happy birthday, bro. Like, ¿Y uh, Sofía está y no nos invitó? Is that the thing? Júramelo. Is that the thing? Por eso no nos quería decir. No, I, I think he went out. Because I'm a, a big girl, but I don't really eat in fiesta, so you don't have to worry about my plate. I'm dead. <laughs> no, but I don't think, no. I think his birthday passed, but he shouldn't say anything. Some people's per- birthdays pass, and you don't even know what the fuck. No, no I make a... No te avisa Facebook, no te avisa ni madres. Can I, can I please tell them? What? That you delete people when it announces you that it's their birthday and you don't fuck with them anymore? Okay. Do you still do that? I know, but... Oh, okay, okay, okay. I remember one time she told me, she's like, I deleted so-and-so, and I'm like, ¿Cómo te acordaste de esa persona? And she's like, oh, it was that person's birthday. And I'm like, you deleted them on your on their birthday? I have deleted people on their birthday because, one, I don't want to wish you a happy birthday, and two, I don't want to wish you a happy birthday <laughs> because I don't fuck with you, so... Happy birthday! So that's how you remember them? Like, you're like it was like, oh, that's today how is... Up, that's fucked up. This and this person. I haven't done it in a while, but I might just start. <laughs> just kidding. Guys, shout out to everybody who is, um, I have to just say, it, participating to uh, win uh, the raffle for my pickup truck. I am raffling up my pickup truck. I am moving on to other things in life. I'm doing a fair raffle. So if you guys do participate, thank you so much. There are still a lot of numbers available in spaces or whatever the fuck you want to call it. A lot of people are adding me on Facebook. I don't know you guys, but I hope 
that you guys are entering the raffle. And if you guys are being creeps, you will be deleted. <laughs> I'm sorry. On your birthday. On your fucking birthday. <laughs> before your birthday. So shout out to everybody. Um, gracias a todos los que están participando. I swear to God, this um, raffle is fair. Fair and square. I just don't need my yeah. pickup truck. I want it. I want to rap with someone who actually can rock this pickup truck or can sell it and get the money. That's exactly. what I'm in for. I'm, I bought you a number because I just bought a number. She want to flip it. Yeah. So whatever you guys want to do, um, the raffle's still open. I'm not going to close it until all the numbers are sold. There's still more spaces to be sold. Um, so please message me. And if you're going to be a creep on Facebook, I will delete you. Uh, uh, serious inquiries only. <laughs> yes, okay. No, I have to say it, bro, because some people be like, ¿Cómo está, chiquitita? And I'm like, raffle. Yeah. Extreme. Business only. I will be a bitch. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, but I have to say it, though. I'm telling you, bro, like, a lot of people are adding me, and it's it's, it's crazy because... Te creo, mami, te creo. It's crazy because maybe they feel like, oh, is it a guy selling, um, raffling the, the... Pickup? No, it's a whole ass bitch. That bitch. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, let's... I know we we asked La Plevada and we wanted to keep the weekly recap. The Plevada say yes. Yes. And when I mean the Plevada, I mean our girl who's a line, our girl Latin, who comments. No, there was another person. Who? I don't know. Let's go back. <laughs> there was another no, person. Who was it? Who comment? I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, because I, I saw that our girl Leti comments and I know Gisela comments. But I don't know who else comments. There were three comments? Yeah, there were three comments. Oh, our girl, uh, Nancy Morales. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so happy that that one podcast I watch on YouTube from you was with a dog. I listen to y'all every Monday on Spotify. Keep going and producing these podcasts. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Nancy Morales. Nancy Morales. If you hear this or watch this, comment again. Because yeah. <laughs> we want to see who you are. And your, like, like your page on Instagram. Because on YouTube, was no. No, te, no, te, yeah, no. no. Okay. <laughs> So this week's topic is um, very serious. Very, very serious. Very serious. And I did make a post on Facebook. So shout out to whoever reached out. Um, I'm telling you guys, when I do make posts on Chingonas, I really want you guys to reach out. Don't be shy. And if you don't want to be exposed respectfully, we won't expose you. Uh, We just want to share people's uh, stories, um, perspectives, um, ideas, concerns, comments, comments. so thank you guys for for replying the ones who did and we will have a special caller today on on today's episode um but we're just gonna do a little background before we jump into all that okay why hermana right right <laughs> yeah why was it no i thought you were gonna read it cynthia, off. cynthia has i did my homework at work um yes good well we we both kind of yeah since they did her little research too. Yeah. Um, this is a very important matter and I you know, I just wanted to give numbers. I feel like numbers don't lie. Is that is that correct? That's correct. Damn bitch. <laughs> um, so I did go ahead and first let's just talk about the topic. I, I feel like lately that topic has kind of been around us without without wanting to be around us. Yes. So I mean do you wanna hear the topic? Go ahead. Uh, we are going to be talking about suicide uh, on today's episode. Uh, this was Suicide Prevention Week. Yes, and it's going to end uh, tomorrow, September 11th. Okay. And um, unfortunately, during this week, yes, um, there was a loss in our family, not our family, immediate family. It was um, uh, my, family fam- my aunt's um, nephew. Yes. And, um, and it's just, it was such an eye opener because it was like, like it, it's hitting home every time. Is it, is it like, is that how you say it? Like it's hitting home closer? Closer, yeah. So it's getting, it's getting closer to our family. So I wanted to make sure that we talked about it. I brought it up to you. Yes. Um, not to expose anybody's business. It's just, I feel like there's not much information out there. And I know that um, that I wanted to make sure that, you know, if there's somebody struggling out there, they understand that they're not alone. There's ways of people helping you or, you know, just feeling confident to reach out to somebody. Yes. I started with talking to my kids. I told you about that. Yes. How was that? How, um, Cynthia did tell me that she talked to my nieces and nephew about suicide. 
I mean, my nieces and nephew are, you know, 13, 11, and a six years old. How did they take it? Well, I, the first thing that happened is that me and Louis were talking about the f- subject. Okay. And Ariana heard that. Mm. Ariana is six years old. She's so smart. And she said that the person's not going to go with Diosito. Okay. Because they did that. And then it was just, it went, for me, it felt more than religion. It felt more of me talking to my kids and wondering if they've ever felt that need. Because I'm very, very open with Julissa. You know this. Yes. Um, Giovanni. very open with your kids. But Julissa, because she's the oldest, right? Yeah. Giovanni, I'm 100% sure that is very open with his dad. Yes. So they have an amazing relationship. So I'm comfortable because they both have somebody to reach out to. But I wanted to explain to them. And I wanted to, to, you know, hear it from their mouth that they've never felt the need or they've never felt, you know, in that place. I, I just felt like I needed to hear it. I think the mom in to me. To confirm. Yeah, the mom in me wanted to be like, okay, then everything is how it appears at home. So when there's bullying at school, we talk about that. Like, I'm very upfront with my kids. I don't sugarcoat anything. Um, when Julissa likes a boy, she'll talk to me. Um, when Julissa, the boy doesn't want to talk to Julissa anymore, she talks to me. And it's just, I want to make sure that n- there's no scenario that would ever push them to that. Of course, it's there's nothing that could prevent it. But I just, I just think that the more you talk about it, the more that you're, you, it becomes like an open subject because it's like, it's like a ta- taboo when it's like, like you're too young to have a boyfriend and you're, you can't talk to your mom about it because you're too young to have a boyfriend. Right. So if my kids were ever to feel desperate or, or wanting to like, you know, do something, I don't want them to feel like, oh, I can't go to my mom. Exactly. So we, me and my husband talked to them and we explained to them why people would do it or different ways of doing it too um, because there's the unintentional suicide. I was reading about that earlier, that it's just some kids. And it, it, the sad thing is that it happens mostly with kids between the ages of 15 to 19, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And um, the thing is sometimes they lack attention and they want to cause attention, but unfortunately they take it too far so they don't mean to do it but when they're in the situation they've already gone too far yes um and that brings me to what i was like researching at work about just like numbers wise so suicide is the 10th uh reason uh people die in the u.s so this research is just based on the united states of america the united states of america Mm -hmm. um in 19 in 19 in 2019 Americans died because of suicide. And in 2019, there was an estimated 1.38 million suicide attempts. Wow. And the most population of people, of I'm sorry, genders, um, if you identify as this gender, are the males who are committing suicide. Okay. Yeah. And on an average, there are 130 suicides per day. Wow. That's crazy, right? I was reading this shit. I was like, what the fuck? Um, is that this was in 2019. Obviously, we're in 2021. Um, but I went to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention because this whole month, um, this week is, you know, dedicated to that prevention. But this whole month, I feel like, is just awareness for suicide. Um, so that was one website. And then I did. I, I'm going to link these link. I'm going to link these links down below in the description so you guys can check them out as well. Um, I also put a hotline number on Chingonas when I make the post. It's actually a real number, and it's, it's a real page. If you guys ever feel the need to talk to someone that you don't, like, necessarily want it to be, like, family or someone you know, that is the hotline, and um, you can always reach out to them. I also will put the suicide prevention line, lifeline, um, dot org. Um, so this month is Promote National Suicide Prevention Month. So this is why we're doing this episode um, the person that's going to be on the call, we don't know. Um, and uh, we won't mention her real name. Okay. Um, well, actually, we're going to ask. But I, I personally don't want to expose her real name. I just want her to share her story because she was brave enough to reach out to us. Um, and out of respect, I want 
just her story to be heard. Um, but I don't want names out there. Yeah. Um, a friend of a friend, um, I guess was like, Hey, you know, like King Oz are doing this if you wanna talk about it. So thank um, you very much for reaching out to us. Thank you. Um, so that's uh, that. So this page, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, is actually really cool because it talks about um, how you can ask someone. Um, it takes you to different links. How you can ask someone uh, when somebody you know is in emotional pain, you can ask them directly, are you thinking about killing yourself? Um, and there are just steps. Of course, if that person confines in you and you feel like you need to ask that question, and then there's steps to how to go from there, um, more severe than others. So I want to go ahead and um, ask this person if she's ready to be on the call um, because I really I really want to hear her story. Um, meanwhile, while this person is trying to connect, have you ever, like, ha- met someone? I don't know if I ever asked you that or I'm thinking a lot of my head right now. Someone that killed themselves? Or I have never met anybody that I've that have successfully committed suicide. I don't know if that's the way you say it. I'm sorry, say it again. Successfully committed suicide? Yeah, I, I want to say that's... that's Is okay, so I have never met anybody that has committed suicide, but um, I know somebody that has attempted to commit suicide. You know this person very well. Yeah. Um, and it was just... It, it was so heartbreaking. Yeah. But at the at the same time, I didn't understand. Um, like you know, you, I've been through a very dark stage in my life, but I've never reached that point. You know, thank God, I've never reached that point. But it's just, it it must be really dark. I've also known of uh, a person that I actually, some people that uh attempted or thought about it. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, like you said, I, I that dark moment in life that must be some other shit that god i don't want everyone to feel um obviously they didn't they weren't successful but i don't know that's that must have been hard yeah so uh we are ready to connect this person on chingonas once again we've never met this person um very brave to be on chingonas and especially this serious matter so let's meet this brave person I'm excited. I'm excited because people are reaching out and um, they're ready to talk about this. Hello. Hi. How are you? This is Diana. Hi. Hi, Diana. Hi. And I'm Cynthia. Where you are connected? Hi, I'm going to talk about it. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, I I did say previous before calling you um that we're not gonna expose your name unless you want to expose your name. No, yeah, that's okay. We could do whichever. I mean, yeah, we don't have to say names. Okay. okay. No, no names. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. We did a little background on just like uh we just talk about uh numbers um and just how suicide has played out in the U.S. Um, but I know you don't know us, so thank you so much for being brave enough to be on the call especially for tonight's episode. Um, so please, if you want to just give us a background and then go ahead and tell your story. Yeah, um, like a little background on myself. Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, to, to go a little background, I, I know for me, um, I come from my own history. So growing up, you know, I had a lot of um, suicidal ideation, self-harming behavior, uh, mostly started in middle school, um, and and just so you know, I I, I am straight up 100% uh, Mexican. I come from a traditional old school Mexican household. You know, mom and dad didn't really believe in like therapy, and they would a lot of the times, you know, the the usual of like que soy loca. They would tell me, you know, she's just crazy. Um, it wasn't something we really talked about in my family, um, and so. I kind of dealt with it on my own and, and, you know, with a lot of the issues I had, it was, it was really hard. So one of the things I did was really self-harming behavior. I'd have a lot of like suicidal ideations. Um, and I fought through it. I literally all my years in middle school, high school, um, college, even towards my undergrad year. Um, until I really started to seek like my own therapy and counseling. And, um, interestingly enough, I studied psychology. I got 
my bachelor's um, in psychology and criminal justice. And I really, at that time, I wanted to kind of like prove my parents wrong and to help myself. I wanted to show my parents like, hey, mental health is real. It's just like any kind of right medical um, problem. So if you go to get diabetes, right, if you have cancer, you're going to treat that. Um, so, you know, from there, I decided, yeah, this is the route I want to take. I want to help others. I really want to, I survived it. So why not try to help others with my story and what kind of helped me? Um, and then I, I got my master's as well. And I did a child adolescent psychology. Um, and from there, I really took a career in counseling, um, from doing school counseling, uh, to mental, to doing a domestic violence therapy for two and a half years. Um, to where I am now, which I finally, like, I always say I made it to, like, now I think my final job, uh, where I work at a Chicago public school um, from a nonprofit agency, and now I get to help others and really, you know, K through 8, mostly in middle school, and I do see a lot of what I went through, so I get to really show that, right? I get to see that with my kids, so that's, like, a little bit of, like, that background um, of how I came to be, really. Oh, that's amazing. Did uh, now you studying that and actually uh, making that your career, did that change your parents' uh, mindset? Yeah, you know, it, it did. Not, I won't say like, you know, you, you're always going to have it. And, it, it, and I know you, you all know this too, right? Having like those traditional, like the old school style, yeah. um, Latino parents and family, like it, you're always, they're always going to have certain views that you won't always be able to change, but you will start opening some different horizons, right? So like, now my parents, I've heard them tell others, like, oh, you know, I was so proud of my daughter. Like, mi hija ayuda a otros niños. Like, she does all these things. She's so helpful to other people. Like, you, you start, I start hearing that. And they believe that. Like, I, I'll be honest, I, I just recently started going back to therapy. Because I always say every therapist needs a therapist. Every priest needs a priest. And, you know, I deal with my own anxiety disorder. I do have diagnosed anxiety disorder and depression disorder. And it's not something you ever, it ever goes away. You know, you learn how to cope with that. And, you know, this time around, they're not telling me I'm crazy, right? They're supportive of it. They, you know, they support it and accept it. Um, so I will say, I, I don't think it's, a, it's ever going to completely change their mind, but I think that they've, they're now more open to the fact that it's a real, it's a real disorder. And I also notice the way they'll talk about it when they find out someone else has like depression, they're like, oh no, my goodness, they can't get out of bed. I heard, you know, and they'll talk about it and they're like really worried about it. So that's amazing. Um, yeah, they're taking it more seriously this time around. So, yeah, for sure. Now that you are basically on the back end, um, thank you so much for your background. Now we know that, you know, what you went through and what you basically went to college to, I guess I want to say fight your own battles, right? Because you are dealing with this, but now you are also helping other kids. Correct? Yeah, yeah. So how's that? I think that? that's a big reason. How's yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's a hard because, you know, my therapist had told me this just this past week and she's, you know, she said, and it really stuck with me because it's so true. She's like, you know, really the people that go into this field, right, of, of counseling, of, of social work, um, you know, we come from our own battles and history. We, we really do it. A lot of the times we do it because we want to try to really figure ourselves out. And there's no answer for that. You're, it's always going to be a battle. It's always going to be something that you have to really cope with and learn, you know, um, learn to accept yourself. You've got to learn the good and the not so good. Um, so it's not always easy. You know, like I did just mention, I recently went back to therapy and I had to discover that in order to really continue to be that best version for my students, I have to also practice what I'm preaching, right? Like I can't just tell them like, yeah, you know, that you've got to learn with how to do coping mechanism, breathing exercises, journaling, you know, self-care if I'm not doing it myself and if I can't also admit when I when I need that help. So um, I'm very open about it now that I do this work, especially with like my, my more like my seventh and eighth graders. You know, I let them know like, hey, I've, I've had my own battles in history and guess what? I'm still going through it. I'm a, I'm a full grown adult. And, you know, and I, I'm also myself going and receiving support and help. And, and it's OK. It doesn't make you weak. You know, it makes you strong to ask for help. So. Yeah, I think it's always it's always going to be that battle. It's, it always is going to be there. But that's what I love about working in this field, that you break that stigma, right? You stomp on it because you're like, hey, it's okay to talk about it. So, um, yeah, I, I love that I get to do this work now. I don't know how comfortable you are speaking about it, but if, if you don't want to talk about it, that's perfect. Um, uh, but do you want to talk about when you had um, suicidal thoughts, what 
triggered them? What made you go into that dark stage? I was telling my sister Diana that um, unfortunately I have, obviously I've been through so much in my life and my personal life, but I have never experienced depression. I've never experienced suicidal thoughts or anything like that. So I, I wouldn't be able to understand or I want to just get a feel of what pushes you to the lim- to feel that there's no other way out but suicide. If you feel comfortable, if you don't, we could just go ahead and, and ask something else. Oh, absolutely. I think in order to really break the stigma and bring awareness to it is to talk about it, right? Um, I think one of the things is the out-of-control feeling. So when, um, you know, I will actually give an example. I'm not, I was just suicidal, um, you know, about two weeks ago, really. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a moment where the thoughts arrive when, things that I cannot control. And, and that actually goes really along with my anxiety disorder. If I can't control things in life that come at me, whether it be that I've got car problems, whether it be that there's bed, um, or just things that just happen, um, it, it, it becomes this overwhelming, consuming feeling of, you know what, I would rather just not even be here to deal with that. And it comes really quickly. It's almost that quick feeling, right? And, and I always say there's a difference between having suicidal thoughts and actually being suicidal to the point where you have a plan. And so for me, in my years, there's always been a difference. When I was younger, I would say I was very much suicidal with a plan and an actual attempt at one point. Um, Whereas now as an adult, when having anxiety disorder and depression, it's it's almost that quick reaction I I can have at times of, you know what, this is consuming me so much that I just don't even want to deal with it anymore. And actually, I, I, I would say that I have students sometimes that, you know, have those reactions. They'll, they'll be suicidal. I sometimes have to assess them. And I always ask them, do you really have a plan to do it? And they're like, no. And when I ask, like, what led you to have these thoughts, it's, it's always that same feeling. It's just that things are so overwhelming that your only thought is, like, I would rather not be here to deal with it, right? It's like, it, and a lot of that comes just like uh almost like a secondhand nature, especially when you already deal with a lot of trauma or anxiety or depression. Wow. Um, How old were you uh, when you first um, had your suicidal thought or attempt? I would say, well, my self-harming began in seventh grade. Um, And I I wouldn't say that I was necessarily suicidal at that time. Um, There's always a difference. I always tell people that too, not to be afraid of when someone is self-harming, we are quick to think that they want to take their life, but it actually is just a negative way to cope. Um, so for me, the self-harming, you know, I wasn't really, I would say, suicidal until maybe my sophomore year of high school. I think that's when things really took a turn for me. Um, and I even remember having to, like, go to outpatient um, therapy, like the counselors got involved. They, my parents had to get brought to the school because, it, it, it you know, it, it started to unleash at school. And I wasn't showing it necessarily at home because I would hide it fairly well. Because, again, I didn't have accepting parents of it. Um, But at school, that's where I would open up to, like, my best friend or teachers. I really confided in teachers. And, I mean, again, that's what really led me to do this role is I also had such a great school high school counselor and such great high school teachers um, that I felt so comfortable to tell them, you know, how caught up I was in my emotions. Um, And of course, knowing, you know, now I know the role, right? Mandated reporters and things like that, they'd have to break confidentiality and let someone know. Um, But it was really like the mid-year of high school when that started. But did anybody um, trigger it? Like, uh, like we, uh, we did an episode with, um, with our uncle, and it was about coming out gay. And, um, our close, our very, very close friend um, was in that episode too, and they both had the exact same story where it's like they told their parents, and after that, all the the suicide um, thoughts came to them. Um, I've heard too that it's just like if you break up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you're in that stage, you know, your teenage years, that, that that's another reason why um, a lot of young teens attempt suicide. Um, do you want to yeah. talk about what triggered yours or you do not? Yeah. No, you know, I, I would say it's a variety of things, you know, for me, um, it, a lot of it was just growing up with the parents I had, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of, you know, my, you know, my parents both worked. Um, I wasn't really close with like my brothers per se. Um, 
I didn't have a lot of friendships. I really just had my one best friend. Um, and a lot of it just came from kind of that feeling I didn't have, a detachment from my mom. My mom was, you know, really um, hard to get along with. Uh, she also had her own trauma uh, growing up. And, you know, she was orphaned. And she just never, she never, both my parents never even went to school. Like, they just, they, you know, n- later now in my 20s, my mom and I had a really good conversation. And my mom told me, I, she apologized, actually, to me. And it was such a great conversation because she's like, I honestly didn't know, right? She's like, I didn't know any better. And I didn't know the things I say or do, you know. So there was a lot of abuse you know, whether it was verbally, emotionally, and physical, I, I would say the emotional abuse I got from my mom was probably the worst of it. Um, that, that was a lot of a big of a trigger of mine. Um, and, and I think a lot of it, too, is that adolescent feeling, like you said, right? It's, it's During those adolescent stages, I always felt different in high school. I also didn't really feel like I fit in. I never really felt like I fit in with anybody. I was a big, I was really a lot of a loner. I kept to myself. I was something you would call like an internalizer where, you know, the student that has good grades, right, never gets in trouble, but there's always something there. And those are always the kids to look out for. If that's something I really would love to get out today is that always look out for that. When you hear that that student is such a great student, she's always getting great grades. I keep an eye on that too. If you also notice that they don't sign up to any groups or clubs and you don't really see them socializing. Um, That was me. I wasn't really involved in a lot. I kept to myself. And, but I, I would say the biggest triggers were probably um, a lot of that. And, and, and a big thing, and actually this is something I had talked to my therapist for a while, is I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood. Um, and I, I later found out that, you know, it's probably because something did happen to me that I'm not sure of that I just kind of hid. And that is something that we hear a lot about when people, there's a lot of trauma, a really big traumatic event. Um, so there's a lot of uncovered things that I have from my childhood, but yeah, I, I would definitely say it's a mix of things from like emotional abuse to just, the, just the adolescent feelings, you know, of not really feeling like I fit in. Okay. And do you see now that, you know, you deal with uh, a lot more cases, do you see a pattern in that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I, I see a lot of commonalities. Um, a lot of it, especially I, I do see a lot of students that, especially you know like lgbtq um it is very difficult and hard you do have the keys you see a higher percentage of kids who are lgbtq community that um, usually you will see a higher rate of like depression or anxiety or suicidal ideations um but i also see a lot of it from having parents that just aren't always so present or siblings that are there for you as well I see that so much. And I, I have so many cases that I, I'm like, wow, I understand you completely. And I'll tell the kids that I was that I was there. I know how you're feeling. Um, and I, you know, I've been through it and it's not something that ever goes away either because you can't change other people, right? You can't, that's the power you've got to learn. I, you can't change those people. You can only change yourself. Yes. You know, so before we called you, I actually, I was talking to my sister and I was telling her that, um, I have three kids myself and, um, we spoke to them, me and my husband, because it was just like um, uh, my my aunt's nephew committed suicide uh, just this week, too. And it's oh, just sorry to hear that. Um, the thing that would like really got to us, it was just like like he didn't, quote unquote, seem like a person that would do it. And it's just mm. you never know. And um, throughout my years, like I, we found out people that have attempted to commit suicide and it's just, that's always the one thing that goes to my head. Like, oh, they seemed so, like, again. Happy. Yeah. Or, um, I want to say normal. Yeah. yeah I, like, that's something that comes to my head, too, using the word normal. Because it's like, what is normal? Yeah. Like you said, getting good right. grades. That, that, that one's sticking to me because it's like, you expect the person that's getting good grades to be involved, to be actually focusing and having a goal in life. Um, as opposed to the total opposite that, you know, they're they're going through something very hard in their lives. So I was talking to my kids and I and I just I wanted to hear it like firsthand. I think it was the mom in me that wanted them to tell me, like, I've never thought about it or I have thought about it. I just wanted to hear it like, confirmation. yeah, confirmation, basically, like what has gone through you guys's head? My my daughter is 
uh, going to be 14 years old. My son is going to be 11 years old. So it's just my little one. She's six years old. I don't think she knows. I mean, she understands what suicide uh, is because she had her own say in it. But I just feel like she doesn't know the extent of it. So at I think at like fifth, fourth grade is when the bullying at school starts. Um, it could mm-hmm. be something severe. It could be something very, very, you know, just normal if you want to call it that um so when I was talking to my kids it just it kept on going through my head that like I'm so open with them I'm so quote-unquote involved because I'm pretty sure like my daughter you know likes this boy and she's not gonna run up to me well she has but I don't feel like I'm the first person that she's gonna run up to and be like hey mom I like this boy um but it's just it's so uncomfortable to me to know that these kids being so young are going through this I don't know why I put my head around it and I'm like okay well when you're an adult you have so much in your back you have so much to worry about like myself if you know my kids are okay if the bills are getting paid like you said debt all that but um when I was reading that uh kids from the age of 15 to 19 are most likely to commit suicide um mm-hmm. that was it was so bothering to me it was just I didn't understand you know them being so young having so much life ahead of them uh that those are your best years you don't have to worry about mo- like I don't remember I had to pay my cell phone when I was that young so it's just all yeah. that it's just how dark of a stage do you get into to think that way and me being a mom that really like it just it just stuck to me and I I I'm so thankful that you're on the call because I think you could, you know, help a lot of people you by by your knowledge and what you've dealt with. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, a lot of people get really shocked about that statistic. And uh, me being on that end where I was an adolescent who was deep in, like, self-harm, depression, and suicidal thoughts, um, I can tell you that, it, you know, kids at that age, adolescents, they do go through a lot because their brain is differently developed at that age. It's in the impulse. It's, it's something if, 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 you know, if you didn't know this, but the, the brain at the adolescent age is always in an impulsive state. That is why adolescents are very quick to do things such as like try drugs, right? Um, early sex, um, sometimes stealing, um, sneaking out, right? There's all of these things, right? At that age, you do the rebel thing. Um, and it's, it's very normal actually, because of that stage in their brain, that's full of like just impulsivity. Um, and so I, I would say that it, it doesn't really, for me, it doesn't surprise me that that age is, is, a, is a big highest of, of statistics of the rate of suicide because kids are just quick to be in their emotions. You, you cannot see otherwise. Right. And, and as an adult, we're also really quick to say like, well, what do you have to worry about? Right. Yeah. You just go to school. That's something I hear so much from my parents of my kids. When I do tell them, like, your daughter, you know, is really depressed or is having anxiety. It's like, well, from what? Not like she pays bills. Not like, you know, she's got to worry about these things. And that is true. But you're also not putting yourself in that brain as well, knowing that that development at what stage it is. Um, And so as an adult, we already are developed to have a different mindset. So that's stage of a 15 year old 16 year old 17 year old they're in a higher like a heightened stage all the time of like fight or flee right it's like always like I'm either going to fight something or I'm just going to keep running away from it um and so it it isn't that uncommon and the the way to really get through it is to understand that stage so not to write not to try to abuse the child not to try to punish in a certain way yes there's always going to be consequences for things but talk about it like really talk about those feelings. So I love when you said that, like, you know what? I sat down and I had a talk with my children. Like, I really wanted to know, like, have you ever had these thoughts? Those are the ways to really know that uh, an adolescent can talk to their parents, that they're going to be there and they're not afraid to tell them something. Yeah, they're not always going to be so open with you, right? They're not, they're going to keep their things. So at the end of the day, they're still teens. But if they know that, hey, it's okay if I let my parent know that, you know what? I did smoke weed today you know what, I did try it. And, and this is, well, then let's talk about it. Let's try to prevent that. Let's not do it again. Um, and that's what I always tell my kids. I don't let like my, like my students, I mean, I don't ever yell at them or anything. I let them know, you come to me and tell me if you did try drugs, if you did have sex, all of that, because you know what, let's talk about it. 
what was going on that, you know, you made that decision. The thing with the teen is because of that impulsivity that they have, it's important to have conversations with them, to try to get them to reason, to try to get them to understand consequences, because they're not, trust me, they're not going to get it at this stage. And so it is very quick for them to go to that extreme of suicide, you know, because it, it, again, suicide is an extreme and it's an extreme end and it's a big impulsive move. And so that is the same for an adolescent. So those are really important things to think about. Yeah. Um, another just thought that came to my head while I'm hearing you. Uh, when your kids come to you, is, what is like the majority of like the issue that is making them want to attempt suicide? Is it mostly bullying just because of, you know, the age or there's something else? You know, a lot of the times it is bullying. You hear that very often. I would say um, when it is bullying, but already there's things at home that are happening. If there's a lot of fighting at home, you know, if there's domestic violence, if maybe it's a single parent household, if there's um, alcohol or drug abuse, if, um, you know, there's gang affiliation, things like that. If there is already trauma in the home and now you're also getting bullied or you're having a hard time keeping up with things at school, like those things together are, are huge triggers. I would say that those are um, a lot of it. And then again, we do also know that a lot of LGBTQ youth are a higher risk as well. But I would say high risks are, are really students and children that are coming from already traumatic backgrounds and not receiving help. And this is why it's so important to get that counseling in schools, to get mental health conversations in schools. Um, because there isn't right. If you don't, if you don't feel that you are safe enough, like you're not feeling safe to talk to someone or if those, there aren't those resources available to you, you're at a higher risk then to be able to maybe actually go through with a plan that you might be having to take your own life. Yeah. And like you mentioned, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that in our Hispanic community, it's so overpassed. It's so ignored. It's like, yes. you said, it's like, Oh, estás loca or, or mm -hmm. no sabes lo que estás haciendo yep. o no tienes problemas de verdad. And it's just, it's so sad. Mm -hmm. Um, I try my best. It, it, it doesn't matter how big or how small the problem is. If my kids are arguing about the remote, The, and then one just goes and locks himself in his room. I go and I, I'll talk to whoever it is. It's usually my boy. Um, so I'll go and I'll talk to him. And I'm like, okay, but why did you react over that? Why did you act the way like you did uh, over a, a remote control? Why were you uh, annoyed? What was your emo Why was your emotions uh, to that point? Why did you react like that? Um So it doesn't matter how big or how small it is. I won't scream. Like, I usually when I have, you know, my patients very, very low, maybe I'll just scream and be like, yeah. just go to your room. But most of the times I want to know what triggered your emotions. It doesn't matter how big or how small it is. Because I came from a family where it's just like, just the screaming came first. And it's just, mm -hmm. even even if I wanted to explain myself, I, I, I would just shut down because it's like, no, they're already screaming at me. They're already mad at me. Why would I even tell them what I feel? And yeah. um, I think that's something that I, I've been trying so hard uh, to first understand them. I want to understand them. I want to know what, what they're feeling, what made them get that angry. If to me, it was very something very minimal. Uh, why did they get so mad over that little thing that I didn't see that, you know, was so necessary? So I, I, I really do think that it starts at home. It starts with us uh, being more involved with our kids. And even then, I, I know that there's those parents that are like on top of their, their kids um, school, on top of their kids, you know, personal lives. And, and even then, you know, we, we might miss that little that little red flag in the attempts that you uh made of suicide did your parents ever like catch you in the act or like question you um during those times or it was always like you just changed your mind or can you if you want talk about that yeah well i didn't know so i did it in secrecy i i actually It was a bad fight I had, and I, I remember that clearly. Like, you know, and my mom had made, like, a statement that she wished, like, I was never born. Um, and, you know, I went upstairs, and I got on a chair, and we had, like, um, the light to the light switch, and I, I 
grabbed like it and started wrapping it around my neck. Um, and I got on that chair to try to hang myself. And then I was just crying and sobbing. And um, in that moment, it, it instead, like, here's, here's the thing. Cause it was always, like I said, it was the self-harming. And when you self-harm, it's never an attempt to take your life in that moment though, because of all those emotions, I felt that, but I, I actually got off of the chair and instead cut myself for quite a lot uh, that night. And it, it wasn't something, again, that my parents never knew about. They still don't to this day. But um, I think they had suspicions of my self-harming. Um, I It was hard after a while to try to hide them. You know, uh, they never asked me, though, about it. Now I have scars on my arm, on my shoulders. And sometimes my mom will, will ask, like, what is that? And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just say, like, oh, that's from a long time ago. And I, I don't talk about it. Because, again, those aren't things that we grew up talking about. Um but yeah, no, they never, they knew I was how I was, you know, my, I had therapy. My dad was the one that would take me to it because my mom wasn't really a believer in it. Um, she always said, oh, you're they're just going to blame everything on me. You're, you're going there and all you probably talk about is me. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, they, they never knew about those things. And it wasn't something they ever talked to me about either though. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, any alerts before we just cut off um, that you want to just, now that you've noticed and yourself know, um, just to look out for anyone that could be like, you know, kids or uh, adults, um, just so everyone knows kind of like the red flags, the red flags. Yeah, I'd say they'll definitely look out again for the students that sometimes do keep to themselves. Um, you know, the ones that are quieter, that might be more disengaged from things. Um, because the thing with it is, is if you have support systems, you're more likely to really feel like, hey, even if I had a bad day today, I can overcome this. I've got somebody, right, that I gravitate towards, that I love and I care about, um, that I really could go to. And, and so you, you want to look for the students that don't have that. And you want to for sure start to try to get them connected as much as you can. You know, I know for me, I get a lot of students referred that are a lot more internalizers. Um, and we want to try to get them connected with someone, right? And sometimes I do. I end up referring them to therapy and counseling outside. Um, and so I'd say that's a big red flag. You also definitely always want to make sure that like any LGBTQ youth, they are able to have resources and support. Um, any students that already sometimes identify as feeling nervous, especially if you notice that they're getting anxiety attacks in class or they feel like, you know, sometimes they might panic or they don't want to um, really socialize. Um, Those are really the red flags to really look out for. But you also want to look out for kids and uh, and even as adults, for people sometimes that look like they're really trying to hide it all, you know. I mean, if you take a look at it, there are a lot of suicides um, with comedians. Right. And people always wonder, but why, like somebody that's a comedian committed suicide? Well, because of the fact is that you're also masking something. Right. So you want to look at kids that you also notice, like, hey, it seems like they're masking something like they're using this to hide something. So sometimes you want to also keep that on the lookout. Um, Don't always just think and assume that just because someone is crying all the time or things like that that they're suicidal because guess what crying is a really normal reaction and an emotion right so we're quick to think like let's look for the kid that looks depressed um and sometimes that's not always the case so i would say be be aware of that don't always assume that with somebody is you know showing like the signs of depression that that means they're suicidal it's not always that Thank you so much for sharing that. Wow. Yeah. I am literally like, I'm so happy that uh, you are on this call. I've been literally like, just like listening and picturing everything you're telling us. Like, honestly, like, I think this is our best episode yeah. so far. And thank you so much for participating <laughs> um, and sharing yeah, you know, your, you. your personal um, experiences. Um, anyway, every time someone's on here, I just I ask if you want to give a shout out to anybody. Um, I know you're anonymous, but still. Yeah, you know what? I want to give a shout out, honestly, to all those dedicated school workers, especially right now. Um, and, you know, I work for Chicago Public School. I, I In a Chicago Public School, I, I work for an outside agency that puts me in a Chicago Public School. But I got to give a shout out to all of them, right? from the teachers to the school staff right now, to the counselors, to the workers like me that are doing that role right now. Like, 
this is a lot that we're doing with, with, with everything coming back from, you know, quarantine and COVID to go in the schools. Like, it's just give yourselves an applaud. And you know what? Take that break when needed. Take that mental health day off. We deserve it and we need it just as much, especially like on today, you know, thinking of World Suicide Prevention Day. Like, help, you know, make sure you're helping yourself first. Amen. Thank you so <laughs> yes. much. I really, really appreciate it. I think, honestly, like, we just couldn't be so thankful that you were on today's call. Oh, yes. no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all your you're information. Welcome. And um, yes. thanks for helping so many people now. Yeah, now, honestly, like, yeah. a lot of people are going to listen to it, watch it, and they're going to be like, holy shit, like, it's okay. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm always here. So anytime, contact me anytime. I'm always here and happy to help anyone. And then shout out to yourself. You are a survivor, and you're over here helping others uh, survive every day. How about thank that? You. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate your work that you're doing you. for our youth. Yes, thank you very uh, much. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank, thank you. you. Have a you good too. night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, my God. I love like, this. Bro, like, honestly, like... I, I was like... 10 seconds away from crying. Me too, but I don't want to cry because actually she said crying is like, uh, so proud to y'all that cry. But honestly, like, I love it here. We're using this space, uh, YouTube, Spotify, whatever the fuck you listen to or watch is that. Wisely. Wisely. Like, honestly, like, for real, for real, like, and I mean, aside from my mother's, like, this is like alert, alert, awareness, awareness, facts, facts, facts. Yeah, and, um, and, you know, the other color that I wanted to have, unfortunately, we didn't have them. But it, he came to my mind, and um, his son came to my mind when she said, uh, not not just the quiet ones, it's not just the depressed ones. People tend to, like, say, like, oh, está deprimido, Al, cuidalo porque está deprimido, and stuff like that. And, um, like, in the podcast, he mentioned that his son was the life of the party. Yeah. And it's just, you never know what a person is going through. Yeah. Um, not necessarily just teenagers adults too adults too because i dealt firsthand with that you know yeah and it's just um it was so stressful to see that the problems that that person was having at that time you couldn't fix i couldn't fix yeah and it got to that level where that where was the only option. that was the only option and it's just it's so sad and then and then too we found out about people that are suicidal and it's just we, we think and we're first to say and judge and say like everything seems so good in their house everything seems so perfect in their house um why would they and it's just we don't know what they're carrying and so i'm so glad everything that she said really you know lit up a a, a light bulb in my brain tiny Mind brain um and it was just like wow that's so true um i I never went through dep depression. I never. You're you very, know, very strong minded. So for you, this is all new to you. Yeah. And then, um, but it, it, it went through my head. If growing up, I would have had suicidal thoughts and I would have mentioned it to mom or dad, they would have brushed it off. That's First of all, okay. First of all he would have, my dad would have been like, what the hell? Like, Ponte a trabajar. No yeah. tiene nada que más pensar. Ponte a trabajar. That's and that's so sad because it's like, it's so common yeah. in the Hispanic com uh, community for for that to be the first thing you hear from your parents when you're seeking help, when you're raising your red flag and you're like, hey, SOS, SOS. And they're like, like yo, loca. I'm out here. Yeah. And it's just, it's so sad. So I really, like, if you guys have ever heard an episode of ours and know that we are full of shit and we talk, out of our asses most of the time most just the time. this episode please reach out to somebody that you need you think needs help that have you know raising those red flags that have nobody there to help it doesn't matter if they're an adult doesn't matter how old they are because this has no age yes suicide has no age so please use this episode wisely share it um listen to, listen to us watch us whatever it is but this is uh awareness we're trying our best to use this space to just you know like wake people up because things are happening around us and next thing you know like that could have been someone's sister someone's brother someone's partner someone something so please ask i think on the suicidal um org page it is okay to ask like do you feel suicidal do you feel some type of way of harming yourself 
Um, so you should reach out to your loved ones, your close ones, check up on them, ask them. And you know what? Just be straight up with them. Like, I think the other day I asked the group, the, our group, our, our family group, our family group. I was like, does anyone feel depressed? Does anyone feel some type of way? I'm like, we're very open. If you're very open to talk about stupid shit, ask about serious shit too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, like you said, I am very strong minded. Um, maybe that's why, like, cause I've gone through shit, hell and yeah, back, but it's just, I've never let anything make me feel like it's bigger than me yeah and i just i i don't know maybe it's the mentality in me where it's like i'm gonna prove people wrong right that that you know it lifts me but not everybody has that mindset no and um and it's just it's crazy to me when i've heard you know the person that i'm talking about in my personal case it's just like oh how am i gonna do this and it's just it's an easy step but it's an easy step for me but not everybody sees it like that. And it's just that's when, you know, this big shadow comes on top of them and, you know, it oppresses them. Exactly. So, guys, if you know someone who is going through depression, and even if the, I guess the normal ones that you wouldn't think would harm themselves, check up on your people because your people need love and you don't know when it could be the last time you can speak to them. So just ask them real shit about their life if you feel comfortable just ask but yes guys yes. this episode it was uh very important um like cynthia said we you know majority of the time we're always just out and up in the hadas or just you know um chisteando or whatever the fuck being goofy being goofy uh we're our goofy asses but this is uh suicide prevention month uh i guess this week was like the little metal metal week so we wanted to do this um so once again guys once i ask something i'm going to talk about it and make a post I really want to hear from you guys. We didn't expose this person's name. She shared really good information. She shared personal information that could be someone's, um, you know, kind of like guidance, eye, guidance, eye opening, um, closure, if that makes sense. Um, but keep an eye once again. Keep an eye out for the little ones, the big ones, the middle ones, everybody, because suicide has no age. Yeah, and make sure you're speaking to your kids. Um, they go through so much. They really do. Yeah. Um, especially now with, you know, being, you know, homeschooled literally a whole year and them going back to school. It's it's really yeah, it's really hard for them, too. So make sure you guys are talking to your kids. Um, if you're parents, uh, make sure that you're talking to your nieces, your nephews, just m be involved in their life because they go through so much. And, and it's shocking to see these numbers online where it's just they are the most you know vulnerable to to think about suicide yes um shout out to that person who recommended the other person that just texted us that they're very excited to hear this episode we are very excited i can't wait to go and edit actually to be honest and like have this ready for you guys on monday once again thank you guys so much for watching for sharing i really hope this episode you guys share a lot even if you don't fuck with us fuck with the the topic yeah how about that um because we really really um want to bring awareness um you know like we just said um family not you know closer to us uh there was a suicide um this past week and you know that person on at least their social media seemed normal normal right that's what we're calling everybody normal quote unquote um so it was like a what the fuck and it's just i don't know it's just fucked up um you know, they they were successful. Uh, so maybe this episode we can change people's minds for a bit. Maybe be like, hey, maybe that's not the only option out there. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys for watching, for supporting, for sharing, uh, for listening to us. And I don't know, just being there every Monday. Yes. Until the next episode. Until the next episode. Bye. Bye.